Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. And for landing pages, what do you recommend to create a landing page that measures, yeah, gives analytics, like who clicked where and how long did they view it for and things like that? So I haven't used landing pages in my campaigns, but I think Limlist has that. I know they have personalized landing pages. I don't know if they have analytics. I'm sure they do. Hmm. That's a limb list. The one that to warm up the email that they'll have that too. They have personalized landing pages too. Yep. They're the only ones I've seen cold email tool. I've seen that has personalized landing pages, Hmm. but yeah, you can, so you can even like dynamically insert in their landing page, like, Hey, company name. Yeah. That way you can say in your email, hey, I made this for you, and then send them that. And with that market, I'm sure they're not, like I operate in the software as a service crowd, and like they know all about that type of stuff. But Mm. you're working with local business owners, they probably haven't gotten a lot of emails like that before. So it should be more effective, that type of stuff, personalized landing pages and even using video and outreach. Mm. So Limlist works also with Mailshake? Uh, Limless works with Pipedrive okay. and, and Mailshake works with Pipedrive. Okay, I see. So if I create landing pages on Limlist, I guess that's a separate thing, right? Because, or how would it work? Like meaning, how would I know that this person that received, you know, this person's email clicked on the landing page? It would also all have to be connected, like meaning Pipedrive to Mailshake and Pipedrive to Limlist, it kind of, integrates like that? So the most efficient stack for you, if you wanted to use a CRM, like you were talking about using Pipedrive, would be Limlist and Pipedrive. No Mailshake. I just just mentioned Mailshake because I've used it personally before. It's good. It's a good tool, but it doesn't have the auto warm-up feature. Um, and, oh, they don't, okay. and they don't have personalized landing pages. Oh, so, so. Limless is like Mailshake, but yeah, exactly. has additional features. Oh, it's got okay, more. Got it. Yeah. So that way you don't have to do your manual warm-up if, if you have Limless. You don't have and to do your... you've used Limless before? I have not used Limless before. Oh, okay. Know? But it's but similar. I, but I've, it's similar and I've spoken with their founder about it before. And a lot of people I talk to are, they like it. Okay, so. great. I would suggest it. 
just because of the stuff they're they're doing with it. Right. They, you just can't get anywhere else. Right. And uh, so once you create the email list of sequence, like the f first email, until you get a response. And once you get a response, it cuts off the sequence, right? Right. Once you get a response, then you have to go in and see what the question is. And then based on what they're asking, you got to create um, personalized emails and just respond from there. That, that, yeah. And it's con like human to human contact. Yeah. Then they're just in your sales pipeline, right? Those automated cold emails, their only job is to sift through all of this, you know, that sand and all the people who are not interested or ignore, right. right. So once you get that, put that in your sales pipeline, then from there you, you work it. Okay. Your sales follow up. Mm. Okay. Are there any other content writing things that you would need to do other than that initial sequence? Um, could there be any other copy? And when you say, when someone says copy, it just means that initial, that sequence of email? Like email copy? Yeah. That's just the words on there. Okay. The content inside of the email. So okay. whatever that copy is. Yeah. Okay. Besides that and besides maybe testing a few different things. Yeah. As far as for the writing, that's it. That's the bulk of the writing. Yeah, we want them to respond and get talk, you know, start talking with. That's the most challenging part. So right, running the campaign is the most challenging, I would say, because you're you have to manually deal with people who are responding. That's the part where it's like, okay, I got to keep following up and keep calling, email, text, you know, whatever. But the you're not selling five thousand dollars worth of software right. or whatever so it's and you're not dealing with cio CISO, and these big companies so all oh, right right i don't think you're gonna have that issue you know i haven't sold anything at this ticket price before like a hundred bucks with cold yeah. email but i know for a fact i've sold stuff at varying different prices but i know for a fact the bigger the deal size the larger the commitment the harder it is to get someone's attention the longer it takes to close the deal, like the more money's involved, everything gets longer. Right. I don't think you're going to run into those follow-up issues of, right. you know, I think you're going to be surprised with the response that you get. Cause you're going to get a bunch of interested people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It can be challenging to, to maintain it, to like respond to people and keep up. Yeah. But um the sequence, the software save, is going to save you boatloads of time. So mm. it'll be worth it. Right. For sure. Right, right. Yeah, and I need to find out. So what I'm going to do is, what you'll need from me, I suppose, to create this uh, content, this email, very different variation and all that. I think what you need is that video. The video is something going to do a lot of help, right? Yeah, that will help. Um, that will definitely help any like frequently asked questions that people ask you would be good. I won't be like, just be like question, answer, question, answer. It's not like that. Yeah. It's more like finding trends and themes and yeah. like crafting, right. Crafting emails around that. Right. Okay. And then I'd create a nice landing page where now the landing page, I mean, isn't the landing page pretty much the email itself? And then from there, because the video's in there, and then there's going to be a way for them to purchase it for the ones that are 
you know, like you said, that are very responsive and they want to just get the product already. Yeah, you can, you can put the video in the email. You can. Um, you can also put call to action in the email, like um, a buy button, right? But for them to buy, they're going to have to go somewhere on your website, right? Yeah, I'm going to try to make it very easy for them to purchase. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, start off, just make it, boom, order form, right? Yeah, like uh, using Apple Pay, you know how Apple, very easy Apple Pay is. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, okay. So I'm going to have to create that. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you have a page for this tester kit? I don't because it's like, it's brand new. I just, uh, you know, they just developed PDQ. Um, the artwork is there. The PDQs aren't printed out yet because I want to make sure that I have everything ready. Then once I know it, this can work, then I'm going to ask them to produce it and ship it. It takes like two weeks, 10 days for them to do that. And from there, you know, as the orders come, we'll package them and send them out. Cool. Cool. Okay, great. So what else do you need from me to create this uh, email sequence? Yeah. So, I mean, content wise, right. We talked about that, the video. What, yeah. do, you, what do you need my help with as far um, as the sequence? Yeah. So really just putting together, I'll create a video on, I suppose, you know, people smelling it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, seeing how it's getting their response. What else would you recommend me putting in the video? Like, other than that, should it be um, shown inside the store or? I, the way I envision it is just the way when you were telling me about the product when we were talking about video. I thought of uh, some sort of dog part or something. Yeah just because there's going to be a lot of people there who are congregating and they all have dogs and you can easily like approach them um, and and kind of tell them now, of course, you know, you don't want to run up on anybody with a video camera, but um, you can tell them beforehand, Hey, this is me. I've got, um, this is what I sell. This is my website. We're looking to do a YouTube video. Would you guys be interested in doing it to experiencing this product? Uh 2020 right. people you know it's not really weird anymore you know i mean to be in a video right so I feel like people will do it you mean like going into a pet store and trying it or yeah you... i'm trying to see what i should put in the video to show that this is something that's good to have in their store mm-hmm. i mean really it's just yeah customer reactions would definitely work because that's the only part that i'm trying to see because people go walk into a store like i said the price point is good and then it's the the price point we can show that you know, this is what you can earn in terms of uh profit margins right you can earn up 200 percent profit on each bottle right mm-hmm. and the next thing is the smell so i think just that would be might be good just to see people's reactions yeah right? and let them get to that epiphany on their own of like all right let me check it out yeah like i would in the intro i would say who you are, where you're from, right? what your product is. But after that, like identifying info, if I'm ever cold calling, I want to say who I am, who I'm with or where I'm from and how I got their information, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Right. Just so they know that in the beginning. And then I kind of go in and do more stuff. But you start off with that, introduce yourself and give them like some vitals and then mm. 
just go into customer reactions or, you know, those kind of like real reality type reactions. And then they can see. Yeah. People like it. And then you can put a little thing there that says, you know, or you may not even have to put a little thing there that says, check it out below. It could just be there below. I mean, you want to have some call to action at the end, but I assume on the video or underneath it, it's going to have a button that says click here for more information or something. Uh -oh. You'll see that. So really just intro, then the value portion, which is the customer reactions, and then a call to action at the end. Okay. Keep it simple. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, as for the email sequence, I suppose that's where the creativity comes in, right? That's uh, how to word it, right? What should come first? What kind of title? You know, is what's the attention grabber? What the subject should be? This is really what I that. do. Yeah, I got that. That's my favorite part. I like the art more than the science. Right. I love figuring out what gets people to take action. So yeah, it might take a little bit of time to test it. You know, one round or two. Right. But you'll get responses and people, you know, show interest. Okay. Would you do all the different variations in one shot and then we try it? Or would you want to go as we send out these emails, like what, seeing what works and what doesn't? How, how um, variations, you mean like testing variations? Yeah. Like you said, if you're sending, you want, you want to test out like five or six different variations. Yeah. So I'll usually start with, I'll write my email sequence. Yeah. And for each email I send, or for each, like in those eight, I will send, I will create three to five different subject lines. Okay. Um, oh, it's just a subject line that's different. Just start with the subject line because if they don't get past the subject line, if they don't open right. it, nothing else matters. Right. So that first, yeah, just start with the subject line. Then you can start with the opening paragraph because the opening line is important too because in your email client, you can see that first string of text, you know, mm. you can see yeah. that after the subject line. So that's really important too, because that they can see. Right. So that I usually test that and the call to action. Okay. I mean, body too, but really the call to action is very important. So like I never ask anyone to book a meeting with me in my emails, even though I want to get them into a meeting, I never ask that because I want a response. I want a lower form of commitment. Once they've engaged with me, then I've gotten a little bit of commitment from, then I can go deeper and give some more value than get that bigger commitment. It's just like if you're selling on social media, you don't necessarily want to go and inbox people or DM them immediately. It's good to talk to them, you know, in public first on the comments and then take it into the, you know, yeah. inbox. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think that's, pretty much wraps it up for the body spray then is there anything else you need from me so yeah the video i'm working on it i'll work on it with maybe i can hire someone on fiverr to get this done mm -hmm. uh, just get reactions of people that that's good enough for the video yeah and then the other thing is i'd create a landing page now the video i guess would be part of the landing page right because then from there uh, should it be like the video and then like an option a little some information about the product and an option to buy or what um, do you think the landing page should be? So I'm not a landing page expert, but I would just keep it simple and let the video do the selling, like let those customer reactions do the selling. Yeah. So I would do like a title. And you're talking about a landing page, like an actual page, not in the email, correct? Yeah, no, not in the email because to view a video through email, it has to go to a browser, I think, right? When you click a 
try to view view a video. I need to go seen, to either YouTube or I've seen emails in like I've sent emails with video in browser before or in it opens in Gmail the... before. Yeah, there's a tool called Loom L O O M dot com. Okay. It's actually good for recording quick videos on your desktop and on your webcam. It's good for like creating SOPs. Like if you're working with a contractor, you're saying, Hey, I need you to do this for me real quick. You can just click the button, click the Chrome extension, record a quick video and send it. So I've done it with sales videos before where like if I want to send someone a presentation, but I don't necessarily want them to just like go to the pricing or go to, you know, whatever and just be done with it. I'll create a video of me walking them through it. And it'll give you engagement stats and stuff like that. Um, okay. Like when they click on a view. But anyway, it, it lets you send stuff in the browser, but or in, in the email client. In the, yeah, and you can open, when you open it in your email, like you can view the video in the email client itself. Yeah. Yeah. It'll play in there, oh. but that I, is on desktop or desktop and mobile. That's on desktop. Okay. Well, Cause I think on mobile, like your iPhone or Android. I know it's worked on desktop. I'm not okay. sure about mobile. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe not. Yeah. It definitely doesn't autoplay on mobile. Cause everyone's on mobile now. I mean, I yeah. do everything on my phone. So, mm. so I think I'll check it out. If not, it has to go to a separate browser. I guess the landing page. I would do would that anyway, because uh, you never know what people are working with, what type of phone they have, what type right. of, so not everything may play in there. And if, right. it, you know, if it doesn't play and you're screwed, so right. I would send it to a, landing page anyway but yeah i would just do title just kind of like building a you know the old copywriting formula ada attention interest desire action Hmm. just keep it simple like that grab the attention with a title or a heading maybe a subheading but i probably won't even mess with that i just do a heading get their interest with the video get their desire with an offer at the bottom like a button with a great offer which is your offer with your testing kit and right. you know, if you have a guarantee. So attention and title, right? Title attention. Yeah. Title be attention. Interest would be the video. Right. Desire yeah. would be the offer. Offer. And then action would be the actual call to action button. Right. Like a buy button or something. Yeah. But underneath that I would definitely put some form of social proof. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's testimonials, video testimonials, regular testimonials even like just good proof symbols like the card logos, uh, MasterCard, Visa, American Express, right? Oh, uh, right. VeriSign, you know, that uh-huh. type of stuff. Just some trust symbols. Trust, trust badges, I think, right? Yeah, called? yeah, exactly. Trust badges. That trust badges and social proof, I would, <laughs> I would do that. And that oh. would be good. But yeah, just keep it simple like that. And, um, and yeah. Okay. Great. And what I'm thinking is also because once you click in the, on the video in the email, it takes you to the landing page. So then they might not actually go back to the email, right? Cause they might just be a certain landing page. Should the people read the whole email and then the video at the end, or should be somewhere in the middle? I've sent videos and emails before. And usually if it has a video, I let the video do the heavy lifting. So I've gotten good responses from just putting like, video in brackets putting like a in the subject line putting something writing something in subject line and then video in brackets oh like a link well no in the subject line i just put 
in brackets like oh, 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 something oh. like oh, for right. you and then in brackets video because people are like oh, okay let me great. see what this is you know open it and then i have a little bit of copy at the top that'll tease it tease the video and just really like get their attention to the video and for the video i'll have a link that's an image hmm. but it'll have you know how on youtube or they have like the red like thumbnail on there. Yeah. Okay. Or something that has that sideways triangle where you right. know that play button where it's like, if I press this, I'm going to see a video. And okay. when I've sent that before, I've gotten really good click through rates because people are like, okay, okay, you know, we're all trained to click that button. And then that button is a link that sends you them to the actual video. I've got, okay. do you that. think that's good? Or do you think like thumbnail where it shows like an actual, like a, clip of the, like a screenshot like a still of the video would um i mean that's something that just has to be tested tested yeah, yeah either yeah. yeah it could be either like i'll use like a thumbnail but with the play button or you know something yeah. or but yeah it's something like if i click this button i'm gonna see what this is and i can see it's like a thumbnail image okay if i click this button i'm gonna get the video something like mm. that but okay yeah, just let the video do the heavy lifting. That's the star of the show. Tease it, direct their attention to it, boom. We can kind of uh, keep uh, track of this in batches. Like you can see, okay, this there's one batch, there's another batch in tests. So we can see which email. Yeah, so you can see like, um, okay, this percentage of people are replying to this email, this percentage of, I haven't within done that, it. Within that batch. Right, right, within the batch. So like within every little campaign you do. Okay, campaign, um, right, right. I've done it in Mailshake and I've, every campaign I'm doing, I'm seeing, okay, this is how many emails are sent. This is how many people are replying to responses these are what they're saying and i've seen screenshots of limbless before and like have seen like okay that's the that. same stuff limbless also uh connects to g suite yeah yeah 100%, yeah percent okay so the next thing really is to start you know i guess on your side i really that copy yeah and i'll work on the video and that landing page as well i'll keep you updated on that and that i think that kind of wraps it up for the product you know, the body sprays. Cool. So do you, what do you want to sit? What do you think is going to help me with the copy for the, you said the video and. Yeah. The video, I want to do the landing page. I think if you see our website and then go to the about us, you can kind of get an idea of, Oh, and I'll also send you kind of like a sales pitch that I've done. Okay. Uh, I did, I did oh, a trade perfect. show. Yeah. This past year I did a, I went to a trade show, actually the biggest pet trade show. It's called the Global Pet Expo. I went there and so I kind of got to know what people respond to. Okay. And so I can, yeah. And so I can send you that. And then you can see on our site, kind of see the about us. And that kind of will give you a general idea of how I got there and how I got to opening up this business and starting it. Perfect. That's good. Um, It's great with local businesses. Yeah. So I can send you that to kind of get started on the uh, copy. And then from there, just let me know if you need anything else. Awesome. That'll do. That's good. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know if I need anything else, but that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll send that right after this call, the pitch. And then from there, you, you can word it however, you know, that's your creativity that goes <laughs> into that. So, all right, perfect. So that's that. Do you have a little bit of time just to kind of skim over the other two projects? Just to give you a 
an idea of what it is? Yeah, yeah, we can do like an overview. Yeah, just a quick overview. Just so you have it in the back of your mind, just know what they entail. Sure. So the first one, which is the microchip uh, registration, Mm -hmm. right? So what it is, every pet out there, and I'll tell you a little bit of how I got into the whole pet pet business. It was a family business. Uh, you know, my dad used to own uh, pet stores. Okay. And so I grew up with animals. You know, I've had all kinds of animals since I was a kid. Everything from ducks to rabbits, bunnies, dogs, cats, mm-hmm. you name it. And so uh, that's how I kind of got into this. So when I joined my dad in, back when I was in college, I created a piece of software to make the process of like contracts and medical records for animals to keep it in one place to generate contracts to cut down all the paperwork uh cause it took them like half an hour to 45 minutes sometimes to do one sale because of all the writing mm. contracts as usda paperwork that needs to go into a contract the customer's information and the pet's information and so that's how i got into software in general and then I realized uh, for microchips, all pets have microchips in them now. It's a tiny, it's like a vaccine that they give, and it has a sequence of numbers. That Those numbers need to be registered. In case a pet gets lost, there needs to be a way of tracing them back to the owner. And so that microchip needs to be registered. So if you have a pet that doesn't have a microchip, you can go to a vet and ask them to put a microchip in them. Right? Yeah, we just did that for my cat. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So then you had to register that chip somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you do that? Yeah, you did that, right? I believe uh, through the we do that through the. Oh no, no, went online and registered it. You did that online. Yeah. Do you happen to remember where you registered? No, my wife did it. Okay, so I'm sure you paid a price for it, right? Yeah. Yep. Probably like what thirty bucks, forty bucks, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Twenty five, maybe. Right. So there are a number of registration companies out there, mm-hmm. like tens maybe dozens who knows yeah they're at least top like they're like top five ones out there i'm sure you guys register them on one of those so what i'm doing is we're creating our own pet recovery system Mm. and to register microchips so when you register with us you get three things if a pet is lost you go into your account and you mark them lost once you give it a lost signal, it does three things. One is it generates an email and blasts it out to a 50-mile radius from your zip code, wherever mm-hmm. the, last, the last time your pet was seen, right? Mm-hmm. It blasts out to all the uh, shelters around saying this pet is lost. Okay. You know? And in that email, there's a link to get in touch with the owner. Now, that link leads to a profile of the pet. And so that's really, that leads to the second thing. When you sign up with us, it creates a profile for the pet, almost like a Facebook account, right? Profile. Mm -hmm. But, and the only way to view that profile is through that unique ID, the microchip number. Mm. So if you type it on a search engine, this profile should come up, but it's not like you you can't just type your name or, you know, a dog's name, uh, name of the dog. It won't pop up only through that specific microchip number. And so the profile is pretty much hidden. And, but when you visit the profile, there's a way you can reach out to the owner without showing the owner's contact information or all the you know, details. You can just type in a message in there and it goes to the owner's cell phone and email address right away. So it's kind of like a proxy messaging type thing. 
Okay. And so there's a way to find the puppy. So let's say if the, if the dog or cat is lost, a shelter, whoever, the veterinarian found them, they scan. Now they need to put that, micro, they need to see, find the profile or, you know, uh, try to locate the owner. So how do you do that? There are so many different microchip companies. And so really you would most likely type it on a search engine or they might go to several different companies to search it. So generally it would be a search engine. So the microchip will bring up the pet's profile and you can get in touch with the customer that way without revealing all the customer's information. And so it does that. And uh, then also when you mark the pet as lost, it generates a lost poster if you want to post it places. Some, a lot of people do that. You know, they'll go around uh, and post a, you know, like a lost, lost sure. poster. They'll generate that too for you. And you can print it out right then and there. So there are a couple of ways for that lost pet to come back to you. And so this is what it does. This is what most companies do. Now, for us to get these customers, what we have is a, an affiliate portal for veterinarians, mm -hmm. uh, groomers, shelters, for them to recommend customers to sign up with us. Mm -hmm. And when someone signs up with us, that business gets a portion of a commission of the registration fee that's got charged from the customer. Right. Gotcha. And so it's a very easy thing because if a pet is not registered, like if it's not searchable on a search engine, then most likely it's going to be tough to find the owner. So, you know, if a veterinarian, get, all the customers that go to a veterinarian or any place or uh, shelters that, you know, uh, adopt puppies or pets, they need to make sure they're registered somewhere, right? And so all they have to do is, let's say a veterinarian um, gets 10 clients a day or 20 clients a day. All they have to do is scan each pet's microchip and put it into our software, their portal. Mm -hmm. And then it'll instantly say, it will instantly do a Google search in the background and search databases that are around and come back with a response saying, this pet is registered or this pet is not, it's not searchable. If it's not searchable, then they're going to notify the customer saying, hey, you know, it's not coming up, not, no response, no feedback is coming up. That means your pet is not registered in any easy way to find. And so now that chip is linked to that vet. And when the vet recommends our registration software to the customer, all they have to do is just give the link and say, you know, I can read this is a good company to register in. They'll go and register the pet and when they register and pay the fee, the linked veterinarian will get a commission from that fee. Okay. Right? And so that's how the business model is. We're not selling anything to the vet. It's a way for them to earn money, really. You know? So it's, it doesn't cost anything for them to use. Right. It's a better solution. Yeah. Does it involve extra work for them? All they have to do is just enter the microchip number into it. It's just as simple as that. That's it. That's it. They don't, they don't have to do any other work because every pet that comes in, all they need to do is scan all, not only shelters, I mean, not only veterinarians, shelters, pet stores, they all have a scanner. It's a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, actually, not even for a scanner, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of stores have it a lot, definitely all veterinarians and shelters have it. And so all they have to do is at, let's say at a vet, they scan each puppy that comes in and then all they do have to do is just enter that sequence of numbers into the portal. And then they okay. get a feedback saying yes or no. If it's not registered, all they do is give the customer the site. That's it. 
Gotcha. All right. So then there's really not so for a person for a, a veterinarian, it take the receptionist has to just do one minute of work, which is typing a number in. Are there veterinarians at like the pet stores that you sell at? Or you want to sell your body spray to? Usually no. But I do know a couple of vets just dealing, being in the industry. I know two veterinarians that will easily get on and do the test, you know, test work. It can even be really at any place where we have incoming pets. Like it could be a groomer, you know? There's definitely groomers. Yeah, definitely groomer because then the groomer can say, oh, you know, like your pet is, pet's my, the chip is not registered. Mm-hmm. And the customer can test it out themselves. Just do a search, you know, search engine. It's, there's nothing coming up. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is you're building your audience of people you're selling to, like, you know, the body spray. It's easier if you can keep selling to those people or keep selling those right. businesses, right? So they've got groomers on site, you know. Right. It's much easier to break in there than it is a new groomer. Right. Um, just something to think about. I'm sure you thought about that already, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the idea for that, you know, and that would go out into a list of veterinarians. You know, I was thinking like email, like what we're doing, planning on doing with the body sprays mm-hmm. and kind of do the same thing, same type of outreach, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking there. That as would well. work. Like you can pretty much just tell them over email, like, yeah, give it a shot. Put in an ID. Yeah, just create an, a free account. You know, you don't need to. There's no payment. It doesn't cost. Right. Money. So they can try it. Like they can literally just look at your email and like have a quick email conversation with you, whatever, and be like, okay, let me test right, it. Right. Because if they get even thirty clients a month, which they get way more, way more, an extra three hundred dollars a month. That otherwise, you know, it's, it's just from doing. Uh, you know, um, one minute of just type, not even a minute, you know, just scan, type it in. That's it. They could have a, you know, assistant do that or something, right? That doesn't. Yeah. Because a receptionist, you know, that's, there's so many other things that they do that are way more time consuming. Sure. There's not much work at all. So yeah. Just while they, while the puppy, the pet or whichever the pet is, is get being seen, they can just, you know, do a search quick search or right there right then and there just do a quick search just scan it that's that and uh the last thing is the online reputation management Mm -hmm. and so for that have you heard of bird eye it's bird eye no you know trust pilot right yeah so trust pilot kind of does the same thing basically it tries to get the customers to answer quick question at first were you satisfied with the service yes or no you know or give them a three option you know uh saying it was poor it was terrible it was okay or it was excellent um for the people that the experience have not gone well it would send that message they would have the customer would get a chance to write a message to the business explaining why what happened right why are they not happy then the business gets a second chance to kind of fix it me personally, just working in stores, uh, like I said, you know, family business, we had pet stores. Just working there, we tried so hard to always keep the customers happy, you know, especially mm-hmm. with pets. You know, it's their emotional purposes. And sure. you know, we have to make sure that they're healthy and 
we do our very best. And so the only time that we would get like negative feedback is something that's like, we don't even know about, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't even know this person was unhappy or for whatever reason. And we would have loved to get in there and help them out. And I think a lot of people, a lot of businesses are like that, you know, they want to fix it. You know, a lot of people know that a negative feedback is far more costly than fixing some, whatever the issue is. Right. Sure. And so I feel like this local businesses having that second chance is important. Mm-hmm. And so this is where if a business already collects customer data, email or phone number, we're going to get in there first and get a response from them asking them, you know, how is your experience? Right. A lot of times you get that from companies, right? How's your experience? Right. Mm-hmm. And so they need to opt in, of course. And if they do, they get a text or a thing uh, or uh, an email asking them for a response. So in that response, if they're not happy, gives the business a chance to fix it, get in there, you know, whatever it is, try to get in touch with the customer and fix it. If they're very happy, of course, then they would be sent to your social media sites, pages, uh, choose an option to help the business out by leaving a response, you know, your positive feedback. So we're just trying to get in there before they kind of go off, you know, for the people that are not happy, you know, to get in there and try to fix this situation. Okay. So Trustpilot does that same type of thing. It gets in there and tries to get that response from the customer mm-hmm. and leave a review. And so the only difference is with us, yeah, we're going to have our own rating system, but really we want to get it on the hottest, like, you know, Google or Yelp or Facebook, you know, those mm-hmm. are the top, top three. And that's where we, the customer feedback is most valuable. Mm-hmm. And so we want the positive feedback to be on that. That's what we aim to do. And for local businesses that do not collect customer data, which is majority of them, Majority of them, like right. pizza stores or whatever, they don't collect customer data. So what we're going to do is when they create an account with us at Simply Rate, when they create an account, they're going to be able to generate a poster to keep either on their door or right by the register, giving an offer saying, you know, get 10% off instantly by texting VIP to this number or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. an offer. And uh, they're going to be asked to fill out a survey or they're going to receive uh, two marketing emails per month by doing this. But yeah, you're going to get this instant discount of 10% off of your order right now. So a lot of people sure. are interested in that 10, getting that 10% off you know, mm-hmm. of their purchase price. Or it could be an offer to enter to win a gift card to the store or something. And the disclaimer is going to be right there that they're going to receive emails, texts, right? And so that grabs the customer's data and then with that we can try to get a response from them mm-hmm. or they can email market because there's a feature in there where we can send out marketing things like say there's an offer there we're putting out an offer this week you know it'll go straight to their uh, phone or email mm-hmm. text or email so that's really what that piece of software is about and a lot of software pieces like that that are out there they charge upwards of like $200 a month, you know, mm. the cheapest one that doesn't include marketing is I think like $50 a month, something like that. And so, what is yours cost? I didn't sell on this price yet, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking of go in the, in the lowest range. I was first, I was thinking of going into that at like $30 a month, 
mm-hmm. you know, very cheap. But sometimes if you go too cheap, people don't take you seriously, or they might think that it's, you know, not as valuable as, you know, sure. it is. So there's a really, uh, I need to figure that out. That's going to be the toughest one. Yeah, it's, it's tough to come at a price point where what are people going to be, uh, you know, what's I the think selling that software is going to be tough software to local business. Mm. Well, there, so with a free trial where sure. if I was able to get a free trial and show them results where they start, they, they get feedback and they start seeing their ratings go up or they're, you know, we get them uh, people to, you know, customer attention to like for someone to come back from uh, maybe a text offer. Mm-hmm. I want to show them results first. Yeah. Know? So yeah, so with that type of sales process, you'll be solid. If you can show results first, if you can get yeah. the opportunity to show results. That's the thing. Yeah, they will. That then it's like then because then now you have a customer database where you're not a business that even collects customer data, but now you have this list of customers that are opting in to market an offer. Maybe they have if it's a pizza place, maybe they have like a specialty pie that that for this week or something. Sure. So if we can show them results, then I think they would stay with it. Mm-hmm. Right. To get into stores, though, if we can do like an affiliate program, you know, like. I think ClickBank or JVZoo, places like that do, mm-hmm. do affiliate programs where yeah. people can go and sell this product and they get a commission each month. They can do that legwork of signing the customer up, doing that initial work. And then it's a free sign up. If the results come in, just for that first couple of weeks, just try to work on getting some results for them. Mm-hmm. That's the case. And the longer you keep the service, the client base keeps building up. And so the more clients you build up, like the more they'll want to stay with the software. Sure. Of course. So um, that's what I'm thinking for this. It's in the works, you know, it's being tested right now. There are some more features that needs to be added, but it's down the line. So that also you think, uh, I think you mentioned it could be a referral program and also it could be email, could email work for something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Selling to other businesses, email is always going to work. Mm, yeah absolutely yeah especially a place that you know reputation that's it's like everything these days it's a hot yeah it's a hot topic it's a sore spot for people there's pain there yeah exactly or there's pain there's plenty there you go so this is this is the thing as a person that has been like a business owner like i know what it is that's the only reason why i figured you know let me try this let me try to get into this Mm -hmm. it's weird for people to ask for feedback in person you know it's it's uncomfortable a lot of people find it uncomfortable so if they opt in by themselves and they try to get a response from them then hey why not absolutely get the ratings up so that's really what it is you know we want to get the cost the people the businesses ratings up and then market marketing is the other tool in there you know, to your customer base, send them a Absolutely. quick text or an email. Getting that access to them. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I'm slowly working on these, you know, but uh, first things first, that body spray is right there. It's ready to go. So, yeah. you know. We'll get that one going. Yeah. And then as these, get, as these get developed and tested and ready, you know, we'll get onto that. Perfect. So you have an idea of all 
the projects that I'm currently working on now. All right. So I'll send over the pitch, mm-hmm. right? And then on the site, like I said, the about page, I think you can get some content from there to work, mm-hmm. work with. And then, yeah. I'll let you know if I need anything else, but yeah, it'll be a good start. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's it then, right? Yep. Need anything else from me as far as... Uh, not that I can think of now, but I'll hit you up if I yeah. you know what's need something for like the emails, like some sort of information. Right. Right. You know, right. That would help. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, Morgan, it was great talking to you. Thank you Absolutely. so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and send that over and uh you know we'll have another call sometime in the near future. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Morgan. Thanks again. All right, talk soon. All right, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.